0: Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 103rd ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle?
1: I'm doing great, Cameron. You know, I have uh, been forgetting about this for maybe like four weeks now, but... The podcast? No, what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. Uh, you you uh, earned some Congratulations. Uh, for winning your first Call of Duty Warzone game about, oh, a, mu- oh. about a month ago. Yeah. And I've been meaning to congratulate you publicly for oh, that because it's, it's a nice accomplishment. Thank you. Uh, but I kept forgetting. Um, I
0: didn't need to be backpacked. It was a solo. That's that's so, great,
1: man. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's huge. Thank you. Congratulations. Do
0: you know how many games i played since then? Uh, probably zero. Zero. I mean, you got that win and you, that was <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't played very many video games since I've been on vacation. Yeah. Uh, The recording schedule got a little messed up. We put out an interview. Everybody should go check that out. Former Mizzou football player. We get real into the nitty gritty of how things operated under Gary Pinkle. We talk about some of the highlights of, um, the 2013 football season interview with wide receiver cam Chansey. So go check that out. And this episode is going to be out a little bit sooner than what is typical. And for the next, how many weeks? Okay. What? No, that's fine. How many weeks? Uh, 16. For the next 16 episodes, you'll be getting it a day earlier than you're used to. Okay. <laughs>
2: no, <Huh? laughs>
0: no, that's fine. Oh, well, it better be, that's what I'm telling him. <laughs> well,
2: it's fine now. We
1: really planned this out, if you can tell, <laughs> uh, how we were gonna break this news.
0: Producer Cameron is now going to be Professor Cameron, actually instructor, but I'm gonna call him Professor Cameron. <laughs> He's teaching a university class at Drury.
1: Congratulations!
0: That's exciting.
2: Wow, I've just yeah, given congratulations kind of to both of you.
0: Yeah, starting tomorrow. Starting
2: tomorrow. Wow! First class. What are you teaching again? Uh, graphic design, mm. just mm. like the intro class. Mm. Mm. Intro to graphic design.
0: Mm. Are you gonna show? Do you get to show off your portfolio?
2: Hmm. I might at some point. Yeah.
0: I mean, I could the first day if I wanted to, but I don't want to be like,
2: "All right, everybody." welcome to class here's all the <laughs> things really I've, en- I've done <laughs> it <on them>. well <laughs> if you're gonna
0: show them anything maybe show them that missouri sports podcast logo Ooh. and you know i should
2: put that on my portfolio That's some good stuff right there front and absolutely. center get, get us some listeners <laughs> i don't think i have that kind of weight but if they maybe see in it class. they'll search it in class yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. if
0: they see it they'll search it i'm saying
2: extra credit yeah sitting on my website it's not gonna do oh good. no no, no. in good. class <laughs>
0: for sure in class all right, Kyle, what do we have to talk about this week? We There's been a lot of news. Mm-hmm. Um, college football almost blew up. Shenanigans. Then it came back. Then it's on the rocks. Then some teams are playing, some teams aren't. We'll get to that. Mizzou has a new football schedule. The schedule that we uh, grew to love over the last several months is no longer. All SEC teams, 10 games. Alabama and LSU are on there. We'll talk about that. But first, let's talk about basketball. Michael Porter Jr. is good at basketball.
1: (laughs) It's funny you say that. I was literally gonna say, turns out that he's good at basketball Uh, because we haven't really seen him play in a long time. I don't know that we've really seen Michael Porter Jr. play actual basketball since high school, since he was in high school, and now he's in the NBA, and he's in the NBA playoffs, and he's putting up some monster games, at least scoring-wise, so. It's, it's great to see. Um, you know, I think he's definitely developing um, defensively and finding his role within the team. But if there's anything he can do, it's, it's shoot. That's yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, I think his coach wanted him to crash the boards. And now that he's shown he's willing to do that, he's getting minutes Yeah. and meaningful minutes in the playoffs. And he was named All Bubble Second Team. Mm-hmm. Second Team All Bubble.
1: It's crazy, you know, seeing him go from an environment at, you know, Tolton where he can literally dunk on every possession that he could ever want and he did <laughs> and now he is playing with the best players in the world and you know his, almost like his style of plays changed a little bit from what he played in high school because he's just he can't dunk on every mm-hmm. every player so he, he's definitely what i've seen he seems to be you know playing with a lot of finesse and uh just really he just shoots a lot um hasn't had any like crazy explosive plays yet but yeah you know he's he is developing at at going up and, and challenging for rebounds and stuff like that so it's good to see him kind of banging around down low and um playing freely
0: still being fairly efficient i mean he's not shooting an insane number of shots to get points so yeah. it, it seems like at it, it a certain, if you're tall enough in the nba and willing to shoot 15 times you can score yeah a decent amount of points but yeah. he's doing it you know somewhat efficiently it seems he like. is
1: efficient and he's not always really taking great shots and i know that's that's kind of just an nba thing is it's it's not like college where you you know trying really hard to get the the open guy every single possession you know if sometimes you know they'll just throw up a shot even if they're not open and it still goes in it yeah just doesn't well matter what's a good shot they're, for so, a they're so good it doesn't professional
0: matter. basketball shooter right. is di- different than what's a good shot at any other level I agree Uh, Moving on to high school basketball recruiting, uh, episode 101, we broke down the high school recruits that are still on Missouri's radar. Um, uh, Several of them have made some sort of decision since then. Uh, David Joplin committed to Texas. We knew that was going to happen. We both predicted it on the episode. Anybody who can look at a website should have known that that was going to (laughs) happen because that's what everybody thought. Um, but in better news, Missouri has made a list cut down. They're still in the mix for Tamar Bates, Caleb Brown, and Sean Gordon. So we'll start it off with Sean. He released a top eight of Georgia, Missouri, Hofstra, VCU, Auburn, Arizona State, Seton Hall, and DePaul.
1: That is a weird list. And you're telling me, did you did you say Penn State?
0: On that no list. Interesting. That's, no I didn't
1: um I think that I heard at you know at, at some point in his recruitment that uh Penn State might be a player I don't I don't am, like I I believe your list okay but uh, that is interesting that Penn State did not make his final eight um, you know obviously if Missouri wants wants Sean Durigord and they should be able to have a pretty good shot here that is really a, a strange list
0: Auburn you'd think they could out recruit anybody else on that list you'd think maybe tom green could get his guy going up in the, against that kind of competition so it is interesting that there's two other sec schools mm-hmm. and then arizona state who mizzou recently lost out um lost to them in the running for josh christopher
1: yeah geographically especially that list just doesn't doesn't really make sense but maybe that's something that does not matter to him whatsoever clearly
0: you're ready for a list that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Next is Caleb Brown. His final six are Missouri, West Virginia, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Mercer, and Grand Canyon.
1: That's that's a list that doesn't make sense. I don't even know how to decipher that, to be honest. You he's know, from Alabama. <laughs> he's probably got some mid-majors that are on him pretty hard. That obviously, has committable offers from um you know, I, I I don't know what what it looks like for some of those those uh, top tier schools that are on his that are on his list, but um, you would think that he would would have a shot to go to any of those those places? Grand
0: Canyon, great atmosphere.
1: <laughs> they are known for that. Yep. They legitimately are. You should Go l- look up a, a video of Grand Canyon basketball. They they pack that place
0: out. It's lit, as the kids say.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> I still feel excellent about if Missouri wants Caleb Brown. It will be I tiger I agree with you. That leaves us with Tamar Bates. This list makes a lot more sense if I'm yes. being honest yes. <laughs> Kansas, Iowa State, Texas, Oregon, Creighton, Alabama and Missouri.
1: Yeah this is truly the the, the kind of the big fish if you will of this class for Missouri. Um, it's gonna be much more difficult of a battle I think than, than a lot of the players they're in on but it may be the most important at the same time so you know it's a guy who's from kansas has a kansas offer uh pretty tough to to pull him out of there if we're being honest but he is playing at img right now in florida i don't know if that has any effect whatsoever but
0: yeah maybe he'll get homesick and it'll make him want to stay in kansas even more
1: <laughs> i don't yeah, exactly i don't, I don't that's know. where my that's where my thought process either way is right now. i'm not sure that <laughs> yeah. it means much for missouri uh, positively at least so but good to see him making the top seven
0: and then a player that we talked about last time, uh, two weeks ago, for the 2021 class has reclassified into 2022, and that is Logan Landers.
1: I think that makes sense for a guy that is pretty talented and has been kind of under-recruited a little bit. Um, he's from Wisconsin, so maybe he's really trying to get that Wisconsin offer because he didn't have it yet. so maybe
0: Wisconsin, Maybe somebody from Wisconsin suggested that he reclassify. That would not be unheard of. I think you could be right. A school to kind of nudge somebody in a certain direction. Yep. All right. Um, This is... I'm just going to throw this in there because it doesn't really work later. Uh, Demarcus Acey was spotted at 49ers camp. Ron L. Perkins apparently has a tryout with those same 49ers.
1: I also saw a social media posts from the washington football team
0: uh-huh.
1: uh and jonathan johnson was in one of the four photos of just camp or whatever so. nice he was in the uh, it was actually a, a, po- a welcome back post for alex smith okay? oh and jonathan yeah. johnson was like running sprints next to him or something which in itself that's a r- absolutely crazy story yeah alex smith is back um
0: wasn't there a documentary
1: there is yes i haven't seen it, it but apparently it's goes into very good detail of what happened and is pretty gruesome pretty tough to watch at times. when
0: i heard about it i thought my wife being a nurse that's right up her alley yeah i mean at least she'll watch it
1: he uh (laughs) yeah he had a terrible injury obviously uh then then got sepsis and literally almost died yeah so and now he's back he i think his leg is actually still like a little bit deformed it's not like perfectly how a normal leg would look and so he walks with kind of a limp still and Man, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm really happy for him. I, I love to see him, a uh, competitor, get back in the game. And, you know, obviously I obviously want the best for him, but I'm just like, man, you don't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're, we all believe that that you're a, a fighter and yeah. a competitor and we respect what you've done already to this point. But I am like scared to see him like get into real action, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would echo that. Uh, all right, now let's talk about the chaos that ensued in the college football landscape last week. I was having to look at Twitter while I was on the beach. Not that I didn't want to, I'll be honest. I I liked uh, reading reading everything that was going on with college football. So taking it back to the beginning, before any conferences had decided they weren't going to play, I guess actually the Mac had decided they were not going to play, which is sad. For gamblers. Um, The players of the Power 5 conferences, I assume not every single player because how would you organize that? Some players decided they would put out a statement on behalf of all the players of all the Power 5 conferences. Mm -hmm. And it basically said, we want to play. Here are some things we need to come to terms with before we're willing to actually play.
1: Yeah, I think it was definitely some, some top-tier elite players kind of got together on a, like, makeshift Zoom call all of a sudden, and it was the Clemson quarterback. Trevor Lawrence Trevor was Lawrence's. spearheading yes. a lot
0: of it, especially publicly on Twitter. Yeah, and I think I that, have to imagine Justin Fields was involved in that as well, yes. based I, on what I've, I've seen.
1: I believe at that time, nothing official had been announced, but it was—all def- the, all the beat writers, all the national writers were— we're hearing from their sources Mm -hmm. that this was probably going to happen in the next 24 hours or so that Mm -hmm. the Big Ten would cancel. And Um,
0: meetings were being held uh, with athletic directors and university presidents and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it was basically, yeah, within 24 hours that the Big Ten canceled fall, the fall football season and said that they're going to try again in the spring, Mm -hmm. which is just an idiotic thing to say, in my opinion. But (laughs) And then, like immediately, the Pac-12 announced as well. Yes, they're not playing in the fall.
1: Yeah, and it was it was a very dark day that first day where we really started to feel like, okay, this is serious. I think college football is not going to happen. Um, and I thought that once the Big Ten dropped out, that would probably be it. I, I've, I actually am a little bit surprised that this season is still plan planning to to continue without some of those two you know major conferences. But anyways, we we I, I, there was one day in particular where I was like, it's over. Um, and then you know the players came out with with their their statement and you know it kind of started to almost feel like the tables were turning a little bit like uh you know there could be maybe some reconsidering going on um, and then it, when you really do- dove into what the players were asking in their statement you know they're kind of wanting a players union and all that kind of stuff that really is kind of a conversation for down the road things that don't happen overnight right and I think that MIB kind of in the nail in the coffin for the Big Ten a little bit you know that I think that may have may have caused some alarm for some of the presidents a little bit from the
0: outside looking in that's how it appears
1: yes yes that's a good way to put it um and then yeah the next morning it was it was over pretty quickly
0: yeah i was saying um at the time to people that mostly didn't care whoever i was around at the time (laughs) that would listen to me uh ramble about college football that yes i think the players may be shot from the moon with that statement and that if i had any power and was talking to the players about what was happening. If I wanted the players to stay on board, which it seems like they would have been on board even without, um, maybe the most serious requests being granted. Um, I would have just said like, yes, we, we see what you're talking about. We want to, you know, foster this, um, communication but this is not a short-term thing. This is a long-term thing. So let us continue this conversation as we get the season rolling. Mm -hmm. Now you could easily look at that and say, yeah, that's easy for them to say, and then they'll just never revisit it once things get back to normal. Right. But also the players have to understand how short of a time frame we're talking about.
1: Yeah. If if the matter was truly we want to play, they probably should have left that for a conversation for another day. Uh, but that's not how it was structured. And yeah. I mean, you got to give them credit, though, for right. like what they brought, were able to bring to the table in that short amount of time. I really do think they gave those presidents pause a little bit. Um, and they're like, we got, really, we got to consider these. And um, it didn't end up working out for some of them. But
0: Yeah. And an interesting thing that we were hearing on Twitter and, you know, sources were saying that it was kind of ACC and SEC versus Pac-12 and Big Ten with the Big 12 kind of in the middle they weren't sure which way they were going to go and there were like sources saying if the Big 12 cancels it's that's over. probably it yeah they people who know more than me were saying that basically we we needed 3 of the Power 5 conferences to stay committed to a fall season and that makes sense i mean sure yeah if you have be to really lose hard. the Big 12 yeah like. it'd be really hard for two conferences to justify playing football if 3 of the power five weren't
1: yeah it was a little bit scary when we knew we were relying single handedly on the big 12 yeah for a little while there and an, but an organization that
0: has not always been reliable we're, in we're the relying on texas basically yeah exactly <laughs> and it didn't it, rumors were that oklahoma wasn't as keen on playing as um texas or the sec schools mm-hmm.
1: yeah i i honestly personally from a, a standpoint of i want football really badly you know i want everything to i want us to consider uh, the health of the players, obviously, first and foremost, but, you know, I am in a belief that I think we can do it. I think we can make it happen if we're careful. And, you know, I really respect for the SEC and the, and the ACC for saying we're going to make this happen. And, um, you know, even if I, I still see a scenario where this the whole college football thing doesn't happen. But, you know, at least the SEC and the ACC were like we're really going to try and we're yeah. not we're not going to cancel this far in advance, you know and uh you know they still may still make it canceled but i think they will improve their their perception yeah. um by by doing what they did
0: speaking of getting giving credit uh i have to give credit to some ounce of credit to nebraska they put out a statement that they where they disagreed with the big 12 big 10's decision and they were basically like we want to play football and then there was lots of rumors yeah. i mean lots of rumors could they join another conference yes could the could Nebraska play with another conference for one season? Could Ohio State play in the SEC? Yeah. There's a lot of players that were like, yeah, bring on Ohio State. Yeah, and, and we've
1: seen some players from other conferences transfer and want to go have immediate eligibility at, at other schools.
0: But then Nebraska put out a second statement that said they're totally committed to the Big Ten, and then now I don't care about anything they do again.
2: Man, if we could know what was going on like behind those closed doors to <laughs> yeah. what made them put that out put that statement out
0: yeah i have to feel like the big 10 saw their first statement and was like uh mm-hmm. we're gonna direct you to section 13.1 of the big 10 charter which says don't say that <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> nobody else really joined in with that much like gumption though, right so
0: so i had to give nebraska credit but then the big 10 just ran back down. in yeah, yeah, yeah. and none of that i was so hopeful said, for a brief for <laughs> yeah. a brief time yeah, that would have been crazy mm-hmm. if Nebraska was playing in the in the Big Twelve. They could have, they could have probably finished fourth. In so the, in the Big Twelve
1: uh, news today, just in the last hour or so, broke that uh, the NCAA basically pinning approval of the whole process. But it looks like players that played this year will may it, they can. They can appear in any amount of games and they will not use a season of eligibility. That's the way it's looking so far. That That's going to be official.
0: How does that make any sense? I
1: have no idea how that works. Uh, <laughs> and I have, I have no idea. There's the, I feel like you just open up a can of worms. Oh yeah. Doing that. And obviously they, I, they want to do something for once that shows maybe they care about the, the players. But I mean, I this don't know. This seems like,
0: this seems like a short sighted thing to do though. Yeah. like,
1: there's so many consequences that may come from this. Yeah. And obviously, how
0: do you, how do you even start to think about scholarships and then forget about scholarships. Let's say the NCAA says we have gazillion dollars. We'll pay for these scholarships for the universities. Yeah. Well, then you still have like recruiting classes and spots on the field. Exactly. Football wise,
1: you got a, a hundred plus players on your team now uh with five classes of of students potentially uh how how, what on earth do you do with with that and i guess uh, you
0: gotta as a as an as a staff you gotta figure out your numbers really quick and immediately start using that in your recruiting pitches do they enable
1: that too but i mean do they increase the amount of roster spots on every team i guess
0: but they're still not going to play exactly so i guess if you if you got to look at your recruiting competitors and see if they're deep at a position of like would-be graduates would, use that against them
2: would so then will there be two senior classes the <laughs> yeah, next what year what so you then mean, you're like, like losing like twice as seniors? many seniors <laughs> maybe
0: <laughs> and then you're like well, what do we do now? Double red shirts. Yeah, I'm
1: sure that you know some yeah. <laughs> some players will move on and, and won't want to play another year. But
0: well, and that'll be some tough conversations with the staff and their players to be like, yeah, you have another year of eligibility, but
1: we don't want you. here. Yeah, there's yeah.
0: we don't have a spot for you. Like, yeah, I. But I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. I guess. I guess. Yeah, we want them to have a scholarship, but are they? Just because they have eligibility, are they guaranteed a scholarship? Yeah. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. Do they just graduate and just are basically floating for a year of their life? Like, like, are they just not taking classes or anything like that? I don't know. I mean, stay tuned on that, I guess. I yeah. don't know. We, we don't know much about it yet. And that's just kind of been literally just announced. Yeah. Just an hour ago um, from some of the national writers um, at Yahoo. But that will be definitely something interesting to watch. And I'm worried that. This, I mean, this season's already going to be weird, but does it just make the season even more, like, just I, like even more I don't care, like, right. element to it? I don't know. Uh,
0: one other thing I wanted to mention was that Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, is not giving up. He <laughs> posted a petition online that he was trying to get 4,000 signatures. It was close to that when I saw it. I'm sure it'll get there. The, oh, yeah.
1: the Big Ten parents are mad. They're <laughs> big mad. <laughs>
0: and uh, so he he's not giving up he wants to play football still and then you know until games start happening without those conferences we're gonna every day see a new story about just the last couple days there's a new test it's a saliva test that's way better and could that save the Big Ten and Pac-12 seasons yeah I guess it's possible yeah but uh, but just be prepared to see that kind of stuff all the way up until September 26th. Exactly. Have players just, have they just like stopped practicing? No, they're no. still practicing. They're still oh practicing.
2: Isn't that insane? Yeah. So is that Students are on campus the,
0: and they're still practicing.
2: So is that mostly by the
0: choice of the schools saying like, A, hey, just in case? I think it's more, yeah. I guess like the athletic department and the, and the coaching staff being like, well, if, until they say we can't practice, we have to stay sharp stay yeah. you know yeah.
1: to me the games themselves are the least worrisome way of of covid-19 being transferred from player to player yeah. i mean these players if, if they're on the field playing they've been they've tested negative many many times yeah. and they're probably not going to transfer it from team to team it's what they do off the field yeah. i it's like the only thing that doesn't really worry me of of the transfer of the virus is what they're not going to do and, and that's play the actual games
0: right yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't actually thought of it in exactly those terms, but that's absolutely true.
1: So, what happens if uh, the SEC and the ACC get through a full season in the in the Big Twelve? What, what if we what if we limp through this season and when we play a full ten game schedule?
0: I'll tell you what happens. Uh, College football playoff? Absolutely. I <laughs> mean, what? I guess my, <laughs> you think ESPN is going to be like? Eh, probably no playoff. You well, guys I mean, played a full season. I guess my
1: real my real question is if that happens, what happens to the, the presidents of these conferences that they didn't play? I mean, are they going to have to like enter the witness protection program or like, <laughs> Maybe. are they going to yeah, have to hire like, you're not getting
2: bodyguards money from bowl games? You're not. No. I,
0: know. I mean, <sighs> yeah, that's not <nuts. sighs> crazy. Yeah. Even, I mean, and just like, thank goodness for the sec network being a moneymaker for the conference. Since there's not going to be, um, ticket revenue and stuff like that. Most likely, I mean, I can't imagine there, there's going to be fans in the stadium when other conferences are not even playing.
1: No, and I, that's really not something that I'm even worried about slightly. No. Like at this point, I'm only just, worried
0: about it from the financial standpoint of what yes, is that what does that ripple effect I, look like?
1: Exactly. I've just at this point, I can't see any scenario where there's fans in the stands.
0: Yeah, but if they if they play a full season with those three conferences, then. I think it's pretty clear that we're going to have a playoff consisting of Clemson, Alabama, <laughs> Texas. No, not Texas. Texas Oklahoma. is not back, folks. Oklahoma and Missouri. Same
1: same teams that would have already been there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I guess that Big Ten spot, Ohio State spot is up for grabs. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I hope.
1: I just still can't really get my hopes up.
0: Uh, uh, too, too. I'm, I'm about a season. But. My hopes are up; they're sky <laughs> high. Um, uh, Godspeed, <laughs> Missouri. Are you ready to move on from that? I'm ready. That's called. That's going to be called college football chaos. Okay, I like it in the title. Uh, now we have the Missouri football schedule reveal. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. We had a schedule. We're with, breaking the news right here. With right? Non, yeah, we're revealing it. You get ready? I don't even have it written down. So <laughs> guess I should pull it up. Um, we had a schedule with non-conference opponents and everything, Raging Cajuns. Um, yeah, we teams. went through that whole schedule already. Yep. And <laughs> and it's and it gone. It doesn't exist. So, Cam- we, I don't know if you heard. Let's hear it.
1: But uh, the first game of the season, Missouri is going to play against Alabama.
0: Really? You're kidding me. I haven't seen that all I'm over not, Twitter.
1: I'm not kidding, but. That that is the plan as of now, is it on September 26? You Missouri called us to play Alabama.
0: You called it. I really did on Twitter. You said, "Here comes Alabama and LSU."
1: I mean, it's just common sense because we knew that they were going to try and balance get the strength of schedules. Well, Missouri has a pretty pretty fair schedule at this point. And what, what pretty I'm, fair as, a, as, in as in easy. Pretty easy, yeah, yeah. considering we, the two West teams that we were already playing were Arkansas and Mississippi State. So, I yeah. mean, it really wasn't that complicated to, to know they were going to get Alabama, LSU, or Auburn.
0: I mean, to balance out Arkansas, you probably should have added Auburn as well.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> That's I went there.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and now Alabama's first game of the season. At home, in Columbia, in front of zero fans, probably.
1: Yeah, so, I mean... I mean, let's just put it this way. Missouri's not going to win very many games probably this year. I mean, maybe. There's there's a lot of opportunities at this point. There's a lot of opportunities. I don't, know if I, I don't even know if I'll call them games at this point. There's opportunities. <laughs> just opportunities. To, to play, to maybe knock off somebody at some point.
0: Opportunity number one, Alabama. I
1: mean, no better time to play them, I guess, than game number one. And, yep. In and, a
0: weird situation. They have to go on the road, no fans.
1: They have no idea what to expect. They don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Great point. Because uh, Coach Drinkwood said he is not releasing that information, which will be actually fascinating when we flip on our – imagine this. Flip on your TV, sitting on the couch. You're about to watch college football. You,
0: you just said you don't have your hopes up, and now you're doing this to me.
1: <laughs> Stay with me. I'm, I'm with you. you. Flip on your TV, college football it's like a crisp like 65 and sunny outside actually oh, yeah. it's not going to be that on no. september 26th but
0: we're pretending it's fine
1: and you don't even know who missouri's quarterback is going to be oh yeah and do we these, have
0: times for these games yet i don't think so okay and, i'm gonna imagine this is on cbs at 11 a.m
1: oh absolutely <laughs> and i don't know i'm so excited just to say, who's who trots out there you know and like they, they i mean that kind of that point remains for the whole team. I, I'm excited to see the whole team who who comes out, who who plays, who who makes plays. But uh, that we haven't had the situation for a long time where we oh, don't know who the quarterback's going to be. So it's enticing. Oh yeah, very exciting. And now my hopes are
0: up. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Uh yeah no yeah, I don't know if it's a great idea to. I really kind of wish that Drinkwitz would have just if he was asked. Who's, who's the quarterback? You got he any idea was. on the starter? I wish he would have just said, not sure yet, and just left it at that. I don't really love that he said, I'm not going to announce a quarterback before Alabama. I want to give them somebody some extra work. Because that is just like kind of... It. Nick Saban, what, what did... uh? He's just, just dangling. What's the him. other name that he was called? Lou Saban. <laughs> Lou Saban. You know, he needs anything to be like oh look at what they think like about us all
1: of his analysts i have not slept since he said that right
0: <laughs> he's like okay they think that they, they think the quarterback matters all right we're going to show them that it doesn't yeah i agree you could literally say first lesson like give a not good enough compliment to a lou Saban team and he's going to use that as fuel for them they, they didn't compliment us enough
1: i agree i watched uh coach trinkwood's uh, p- uh press conference the past couple days and Man, he's kind of snarky. Oh, I, yeah. I I, I, I kind of like love it. Um, you know, he's kind of just playful with the with the reporters and stuff. And he will destroy you if if you ask a dumb question. He will punish you for it publicly. <laughs> and he did that a couple of times uh, on yesterday's call in particular. But um, I'm just imagining a scenario. I don't. Want, this is not a a great scenario to imagine. But you know, two years from now, and maybe we haven't. We're not as good as as we thought we might be or something and he's still this snarky i'm like are we still gonna like this as oh, much yeah. as we do now I definitely not
0: yeah <laughs> uh missouri goes on the road at lsu for game three what's game two? Oh, okay well i'll tell you it's tennessee oh man on the road okay yikes that's an opportunity for not good things uh on the road at lsu Back home against Vanderbilt, at Florida, home against Kentucky, home against Georgia, at South Carolina, home against Arkansas, that was supposed to be played in Kansas City. Probably not.
1: I don't think it will be, no.
0: And then to finish the 10-game SEC season at Mississippi State. Right now, the Arkansas game says Columbia. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, that's that's truly murderers row, especially the first half, the first four or five games. It's just thank goodness for insane. Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Vegas
0: has the over/under at I, three wins. I was
1: about to say in, instant reaction. How many wins? Wow. I, I I honestly think the ceiling is probably four or five. It if is I'm being hard really for me to get too. over three.
0: Yeah. And that sounds crazy, but you have to you would have to give missouri a win in which in a game in which they're not going to be like a toss up it's not going to be a toss up
1: they're going to have to be like kentucky yeah. or mississippi state to be able to win three games and the, i think both those games will be toss ups has not played well against kentucky the last few years beatable kentucky teams mm-hmm. missouri can't, hasn't been able to the last two or three seasons and then even when
0: kentucky is really good and missouri plays with them can't seal the deal uh,
1: yeah yeah thanks for bringing that up um <laughs> yeah it, it, honestly being anybody in sec even like vanderbilt or a bad arkansas team you just have i mean these are still the most some of the most talented players in the country you have no idea when they're just gonna be really good that day yeah. uh,
0: obviously i can joke about arkansas being bad all i want and then missouri can still go lose to them
1: yeah so it's not there's there's not a single like easy win on the schedule uh, th- this year so yeah, I, I three is pretty a pretty tough uh, over under for me.
0: I I agree. Like, if I'm trying to bet that, I guess I go over. I I mainly because I don't want to think about the under. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> you know, I I think I've seen some people on the internet say that you know they're not going to really judge uh, Drinkwitz by this season, and I think that's that's fair. You know, there's there's certain aspects of the season I'll, I'll you know I'll, I will definitely be watching and I'll judge. But, you know, it's just strictly wins and losses, yeah, I think we're going to have to be pretty forgiving <laughs> this season.
2: Yeah, let's hear it. I was going to say, if he
0: goes out and wins six games, are you going to judge him? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Expectations will be through the roof. Yeah. Um, Kyle, you were mentioning something about film. Yeah. What was that? Um, I just wrote down no film.
1: <laughs> yeah, Coach Drinkwitz, I watched his, again, I watched his press conference today. And he brought up an interesting point, well, the reporter brought it up, I think, just kind of talking about how they were going to assemble their lineup this year, and what players were standing out, and um, Coach Trinkwood said something that kind of floored me a little bit, that he he wanted to create, I guess, he, he didn't want to have any preconceived ideas of, of what players in the past have, uh, have... I'll tell you later. Okay have stood out or anything he so he wanted to come in and just decide the best players are are going to play the i think these players are the best and so he had he said he has not watched any amount of film on previous missouri teams at all including last year to see you know who was the playmakers and that kind of stuff he said the only reason that he's watched last year's film was just to look at the other teams to see what they were doing schematically
0: do you buy that i guess i do buy it why I don't know why he would say it if it weren't true. I think, so I think I buy it, but why do yeah. that? Is it really? I don't. I guess I don't necessarily see the wisdom in actually doing that.
1: I think that, uh, and I kind of think Coach Drinkwitz th- thinks he's awesome, and like I lo- I like it about him. I respect his self confidence, but I, I we hope he is awesome. I think he kind of thinks he's he's just. The best, and he's kind of he's trying to be mysterious a little bit. You can tell he he just has a brand, you know, and he's he's doing everything he can to stay on the brand, and I, I respect it. Um, but I mean, truly, and when I watch his press conference, I'm like, this guy's gonna be amazing. <laughs> like he kind of convinces you, like this guy knows what he's freaking talking about. And uh, we'll, we're kind of yet to be seen if that's true or not, if he will live up to his kind of mysticism, but. I think that's just part of the character man I think that whether it's true or not I think he really wants us to believe like this man just wants to come in and do it his way He's been very adamant about I don't care what happened last year This is this is now this is my team now and I hired these guys and I you know, this is my team so
0: I guess what doesn't make sense to me is if i'm coming in and maybe it would be I don't know. I'm trying to think if he had a quarterback on this roster, if he was trying to make this quarterback this starting quarterback decision and he had a quarterback on this roster that played 80% of snaps last year. I have to think he's watching every single one of those snaps. Well, that's what I'm thinking and figuring out how you know, when you're installing a new offense, you have to figure out I I mean maybe you're just able to do this all in camp. It doesn't it doesn't add up to me that he wouldn't look at last year's film to figure out just to see sets and plays that that carry over yeah
1: i think it was uh peter baugh i think his name is the, the reporter that asked the question and after coach answered it he like clarified like am i understanding this correctly you haven't watched film of last year's team at all and he said no i have not only for the other team to see what they were doing schematically so because we're just gonna we're gonna do our own thing so i guess
0: i believe it and i get and i i can understand w- why he would like that idea you know it's like the comparison that jumps into my head is like not using last year's um the like for the college football playoff waiting until week eight to review to release your first way first rankings and um, not worrying about what happened last year. Cause if you're releasing rankings in week one, that's only based off of what happened last year. Yes. So if you're trying to figure out how your players fit into this new scheme, only base it off what you're seeing when they are being instructed by you and your staff, in the new scheme
1: in theory I think yes that's that's perfectly how he would want it to work I just can't I don't think that I can I can buy that he hasn't watched any any film of, of individual players and their performances
0: so I think I do disagree with you I do be, I do believe him I just don't think it's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> but that is why he's the coach and I'm not
1: yeah he definitely is the coach He yeah. he's made that well known and it if it wasn't
0: team. if it wasn't a good idea we may find out quickly that uh, it didn't really work out the way he thought it would.
1: Yeah, I think I made the joke uh, before we started recording that uh, we're gonna see like some random running back playing quarterback or something.
0: Oh yeah, because he like threw one pretty ball <laughs> like, in yeah. camp. It's like, oh wow, like, that, all right. that
1: kid must be who they had last year. So
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like even a like a four-string running back. He doesn't even like ask them what position they are. <laughs> he just has every player throw a football. It's like, all right, that was a pretty ball. You're my You're quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like.
1: Like Dawson Downing's like <laughs> trotting out there and he's the starter for against uh, Alabama.
0: In, well, you know.
1: I like me some Dawson Downing. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Might just work. A little Wildcat.
0: Yep. Is uh is Alabama gonna be, you know, Good? just like no, just like Probably. really not just all out of sorts, you know. First game like this is so weird. Usually we usually we're playing Michigan in the in the Georgia Dome or in the Superdome or something. Now, usually, <laughs> usually we're playing, yeah, some cross conference top ten team in some sort of dome. What's going on here? What? Why are we in Columbia, Missouri?
1: Missouri's gonna score the four first points of that game.
0: All right, <laughs> writing that down. All
1: right. <laughs> I that that's a uh, that's a blood bank guarantee right there. Missouri's gonna score first.
0: Who, who's gonna Who's gonna score?
1: Uh. Larry Roundtree.
0: Oh, I thought I was teeing you up to say Tyler. Baby. Well, I
1: wanted to, but I really wanted to also get it right. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: All right. I won't have this piece of paper in a month, but we will remember. we remember that. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to talk about? We get all the chaos sorted out. I think so. We're going to, I want us to go through and really pick all the uh, SEC schedule. And actually pick it to where not like live, but each separately pick every game of the SEC schedule for all the teams that Missouri plays, or maybe all of them. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff as I think of it now, mm. and uh, come up with our champion. Cool. So we'll do that at a later date, and then we'll start previewing the team. And we got to do a seven-on-seven seven draft. Mm. We got we got a lot of stuff to do before season kicks off.
1: Yeah, well, we got a couple extra weeks this year.
0: True. That's why we had some interviews. Go check out our interviews. And Kyle, where can they find those interviews? All
1: right, everybody. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Music, Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We're on Twitter and Instagram.
0: (laughs) At Missouri Sports Pod. You can email us.
1: At Missouri
0: Sports. Sports. Say it. Pod. At gmail.com. Correct. And And check out our interviews. Google Play Music is not not even a thing anymore. They, they deleted it that was like off a, the face of the earth. That
1: was like a weird flashback that, that was from like a year and a half ago. Yep. I was like, Google Play Music.
0: Yeah. Well, I used to have you say that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, go subscribe. Give us a like on any of the platforms. Review us on any of the platforms. And that's all.
1: Give us some feedback on Twitter.
0: Yep, We love that feedback. But not too mean. <laughs> well, well, I'll there take anything more, we can get. block, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.